Since 1981, Willow Windows been making homes beautiful all over Tennessee. From decks and railings to doors and windows. Visit willowwindow.pro. Willow Window, the official sponsor of the WGNS Studios. Willowwindow.pro. Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Back on the program, and today we're going to talk about KidLink Community Services. We're going to find out what uh, KidLink is all about and uh, lots of information I think you'll find useful here today. Paul Highfill is the Director of Foster Care Services joining us today and also Tina Graves, Recruiter Specialist in studio. And uh, Paul, Tina, good morning. Glad you're here. Good morning. morning. So uh, we were just talking right before um, going on the air. This is, Paul and Tina, for you, something that that's about all you know. It's what you've done all just about all of your professional career, right, Paul? Yeah, foster care has definitely been a passion, and uh, it's, it's even more of a passion these days with some of the things we've been through in the last year. Uh, there's even more of a need for people that want to make a meaningful difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, taking a child into your home is probably one of the biggest ways that I can think of uh, that you can uh, challenge yourself and be able to, to make a difference for, for kids in the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... and- Tina, I guess this is especially, uh, I guess, many of the same uh, thoughts from Paul. I mean, this is this is what you do, and you're, you're obviously very passionate about it. Absolutely. Um, I have spent my entire career working with children that are in the child welfare, welfare system, and, um, and absolutely, it's very near and dear to my heart. So let's talk about that. You mentioned the last year, so the monkey in the room is COVID. So how, how has COVID, uh, Paul, uh, affected uh, foster services? Um, there's definitely some, some fear out there. Uh, the unknown is always a, a big issue uh, when you're trying to do something different and, and reach out to somebody maybe you haven't uh, helped before. And I think COVID has been a challenge because we've all been socially distanced and uh, we don't have uh, the intimate relationships maybe that we did at one time. And so we we've, we've definitely are, are really focusing on trying to reach foster parents or people that want to be foster parents that are interested in possibly uh, bringing a child into their home and trying to help them understand that um, even though uh, COVID has been a challenge and kind of kept people apart, uh, there are still uh, lots of kids in the state. We have upwards of 8,000 kids um, in in DCS custody uh, in Tennessee and um, four or 5,000 of them uh, need foster homes um, on a daily basis. So if anybody out there has ever thought about uh, opening their home and their hearts to to a child um, now is a great time to do it uh, more than ever. As the recruiter specialist, Tina, I'm sure that that has uh, COVID has definitely threw, thrown you some curveballs this year, has it? Yes, it absolutely has. I mean, we've really had to think of um, outside the box ways of recruitment and radio shows, for example, is not anything that we've ever done in the past. But trying to reach folks because we can't. We're not out in the communities as much. Um, everything is virtual. We're not having the uh, foster parent meetings and where everybody can come together and kind of socialize. Um, so yeah, it's been very, we've struggled. Yeah, I, I would assume that part of that too is trying to find the right match and how you mesh with other people. And a lot of times you can't see that through a computer screen. Uh, Definitely. Um, And, you know, to sit in a room with folks and talk to them, 
um, you know, you can kind of gauge personalities and, you know, where you feel like they would fit into um, the system itself. But everything is virtual. Everything is over a computer screen or over a telephone. And you just can't get to know people that way as yeah, well. Right, right. Um, Paul, um, you, you said 8,000 um, children in DCS custody that, that um, w- would be, um, I, I guess, your clientele that you're trying to find a place for but children coming into custody of of dcs has covid made that number higher this year for some reason and and maybe why i think we're starting to see the number increase some Um, it actually went down for a while in the summertime because kids um, weren't out and about as much and of course they didn't go to school this fall and so we we weren't venturing uh, into people's homes as much um, to find out what was going on and you know neighbors were kind of staying you know to themselves more because of uh, the concern of you know exposure um, and so now we are as, as we are starting to begin to try to get back to some sense of normalcy we are seeing seeing a, an increase in referrals and so people may wonder you know why kids come into custody um, and that can be uh, varying reasons from you know the parents not being able to maintain employment um, they may lose housing uh, there may be obviously some abuse and neglect going on in the home and so that's when um, DCS has to step in and do their investigation and make a decision about whether those kids are safe in their home or not and then we are um, uh, contracted by the Department of Children's Services to provide what we call therapeutic foster care um, which is a, a bit higher level of, of services that are involved and it, it includes some uh, masters level therapist that we employ uh, to be able to support foster parents um, and we are we are just now getting back to, to where we are you know being in the home seeing the kids making sure the foster parents are supported uh, because for a while we were doing it virtually mm-hmm. but now we are getting back to, to real you know to a point to where we are definitely wanting to be in the home because we want to be there to support the kids and make sure those foster parents feel like they can take care of the kids that, that we ask them to, to take I think it's very interesting um, the the whole process and how that works and so maybe you can step us through it you've already kind of alluded to it there just a, a bit but it's it's the department of children's services from the state that makes the determination whether this child should be in the home or should not or or whatever the extenuating circumstances are i, I illness could be part of that i'm sure with with parents and caregivers and 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 all of those things and then that's when DCS contracts with you? That's how that works? Correct. I mean, DCS does have their own foster homes, but they really rely on providers in the state of Tennessee to um, to take the kids that may have uh, a higher level of needs. Uh, they may have significant behavior problems. They may have been diagnosed with a mental health diagnosis. Um, they may have been in the system before, and, and they need some extra services, uh, such as outpatient therapy. Uh, they may need to go see a therapist in the community um, to address some of their mental health health issues. Um, They may need an in-home therapist, which we provide um, at at a master's level so that they can have somebody in the home to see what's going on because the the, the point of of foster care is uh, to to get them back to their families or to get them to a forever family. And so foster care is temporary. Um, It can be a little bit longer term uh, temporary and where we need uh, foster parents to keep a kid for, um, you know, six to eight months, uh, possibly even a year in order to allow their birth families time to work on their goals as well as 
does help um, the, the, the child or youth uh, adjust to what we consider to be a normal family um, atmosphere. But we offer plenty of support. Um, we offer uh, a, a ton of training um, in understanding uh, what trauma is and helping them, helping parents be equipped to deal with some of the behaviors that you hear about kids um, having that, that maybe you, know, you haven't experienced before. We have uh, Paul Highfill, who is the Director of Foster Care, uh, Foster Care Services, and Tina Graves, Recruiter Specialist with KidLink Community Services. And Tina, as, as Paul was just talking about that, um, I, I would think that the ultimate goal is to always try to reunite these families if possible. Is, is that, would that be true? Reunification is always the number one goal for the Department of Children's Services as well as KidLink. Um, however, sometimes that is not doesn't happen um, and it's just not capable of happening Um, and at that point as Paul had stated we look for those forever families um, that can care for these children as their own. So is is there a transition from foster care to forever family in some instances? There is there is Um, and foster parents are kept uh, in the loop on how that is going and you know if that should become a possibility we try to keep our foster parents informed, let them let them know what's happening with the child. So being a, a recruiter, I'm sure that uh, you get lots of questions from, from prospective uh, foster care uh, folks here, people who are thinking, you know, is it for me? Is it not? Am I qualified? Am I not? So what are the top two or three things that always seem to come up when you're talking to someone about this? Um, a lot of times it's age. How old do you have to be? Um, or are, are you ever too old to be a foster parent? Um, and training. And also, do you have to be married or can you be single? Um, and the, there is the youngest you can be is 21. There is no age limit. You can be married. You can be single. Um, those are probably the most asked questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would assume so uh, with that. Now, there is a process. I mean, it's not just uh, you walk in the door and Tina, I tell you I'd like to foster a child, and you say, okay, we'll send little Johnny over tomorrow. Right. No, there is a process. It's about a 90-day process mm-hmm. by the time we complete the training with foster parents, um, do all background checks. Um, there's some homework involved, some uh, CPR training, those kinds of things. Most of that at this time is all virtual with the exception of the CPR training. Um, but roughly 90 days and, until we get your home study completed and ready to place a child. So you're, you are talking about the trainings, but also a home study, you said? We have to do a home study, and that also includes home visits. Um, that is one thing that we we have continued to do um it's very important for us to go into homes and see where these children are going to live and bedrooms and those kinds of things well part of the purpose of this program here today is to reach folks out there who are thinking uh or maybe not thinking until we we bring this up because there's obviously a need with eight thousand children in in dcs custody at this point uh the, the need for foster care uh and foster parents is is probably as high as it's ever been and and that's just one of the things that we deal with here so but but how does someone know is this for me or are there a few things that you could tell us that maybe would give us an indication of well maybe i should think about this 
I think the desire to make a difference is the first the first thing you have to have. Um, you have to want to um, to help someone make a help someone make a change and be able to show them um, you know what what hope, healing, and trust looks like. Um, the reason that uh, one of the reasons we we love the KidLink Community Services name is that we really want to link children and uh, families to hope, healing, and trust uh, because a lot of families that have struggled uh, through the pandemic and prior to that really don't have hope. Um, a lot of times that things are going to, uh, to ever be normal. Um, some families have, have dealt with generations of, of traumatic events, and, and some families have had the, the unfortunate circumstances uh, that seem to hit over and over and over again. And so they need um, a, a family that wants to, to be with KidLink to be able to help show them that, um, that, you, can, that you can make a difference and you can have, um, that you can improve and that you can work on, on yourself and be able to, to recover when, when things are hard. And so I think the, the desire to make a difference um, and also the the ability to to be able to be prepared for the unknown and to know that um, even though you don't always know what's coming there's always somebody there to support um, and provide um, solutions when you get into something if you take a child that maybe has um, you know a diagnosis um, maybe depression um, you know that that we will be there to help them understand what depression is about and how to help a child um, have hope and and be maybe be able to to be on medication or to get the right therapy to be able to work through that depression and be able to to have a normal normal life. Tina, I would suspect that there's really just no uh, cookie cutter one size fits all foster family, you know, because each each child that would come in and come through would be very unique in in their own right. They're all individuals, just like we are. Yeah, and there is no cookie cutter family. Um, there's all shapes, forms, and walks of life. And we need everyone. Yeah, and the the fact that um, th- this process, folks may get into the process and say, you know what, I, I don't know that it's for me, and that's that's a good thing because that lets you know that your your information here, you, you give them the information to empower to let them make that decision. I'd say absolutely. The, and the training is designed for that. What we now teach is ten key, and the training is designed so that people look at themselves, you know. And not continue to do something if they feel like it's not for them um, and make sure that the training identifies the children, the types of trauma that they have experienced. Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and some people do step away and say, you know, I'm, this is not for me. Um, but the majority continue through and become very good parents. I, I, I'm sure that they see that they're making a difference you know, Absolutely. and and uh, that that's very rewarding in its own. Paul, um, tell me how how would someone know if would they find out anything about the child before they come into their home before they're being placed there, or is it um, how how does that process work once you've gone through the training? So once you become approved and, and are ready to take a placement, um, we we share everything that we can learn about the child. Um, we have we have very thorough uh, placement uh, referral packets that that we read and review uh, very closely to be able to share everything that we know. Um, obviously, you know if if a child has only been in custody a few days uh, before we end up having to place them, there are going to be things that we all learned about the child. Um, you know while while they're there while they're at the home. Uh, but that's the point of having experienced staff and being able to um, have a team around the child because we do partner with the state 
um, and, and we, we don't ever make decisions or learn about the child as, as individuals. We all do it as a team. Mm-hmm. And so foster parents are, are, of course, a very essential part of a child's team because that's where the child is placed. But we all learn about the child together as, as we go through the placement and we, we help them understand and put the pieces of the puzzle together as, as the child is, is growing in their home to be able to help them get where they need to go. Tina, it's not one of those things where um, KidLink says, you know, here's your placement, we'll see you in six months. I mean, it's, it doesn't work that way. Absolutely not. KidLink walks this journey with the foster parents um, and is always available for any assistance that they might possibly need. And we try to give them the tools to be a parent for these children um, and to um, be successful. We want the parents and the children to be successful. It's a, definitely a team effort, as Paul had said. Um and they're never alone. Mm-hmm. And the specific needs, as we've already kind of talked about, Paul, just a bit, uh, each child has specific needs, and KidLink is there to help um, with the resources that would help the foster family and, and, and the child all together, right? We help we help foster parents identify their strengths and, and even some of their their weaknesses so that we can uh, because we no no child expects parents to be perfect um, and in fact they, they grow better if parents are aware of, of some of their own experiences because then a parent can use the, those experiences uh, that they've been through and walked through and overcome to help a child understand that there is no there is no perfect experience in life and that that's why we need uh, foster parents uh, to step in and be temporary parents to show kids that it is possible to to stumble and fall um, and to, to struggle with things, but still be able to, to get back up and, and try again another day. And so we help parents identify during the training and, and really the informational session is where it all starts. Um, we have recurring informational sessions that we're doing virtually right now, as Tina said, and we do those twice a month um, in the evening and those can be accessed uh, you know, via Zoom uh, like everybody's using these days. And so we can just spend time talking about what foster parent, being a foster parent looks like and what some of the, the basic information, because you know you don't even have to decide to go through the training until you've been to one of our informationals and kind of have a little bit more in-depth conversation about what the kids look like, what it looks like to be a foster parent and the process of how to do that. So those are recurring uh, twice a month. So. Uh, well, that uh, kind of brings us to uh, our last minute here. So, uh, Paul, where can we find more information, uh, website, phone number, any of that uh, where we can find out more and uh, decide and, and maybe come out and do one of the uh, informational sessions? So we can be found at kidlinkservices.com. And we also have a Facebook page. If you go to Facebook and search us, uh, we're KidLink Community Services. But you can find us at KidLinkServices.com and also on Facebook. Definitely follow us on Facebook because we have a lot of great information um, about um, our services on Facebook. And uh, we can, you can definitely get more information about us there. Very good. Uh, KidLinkServices.com for uh, everything you need to know. And uh, KidLink Community Services. And uh, Paul, Tina, thanks for coming in today. It's been fun. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for your work here. Uh, That's uh, Tina Graves joining us, recruiter specialist, and Paul Highfield, director of foster care services with KidLink Community Services. And uh, one more time, that website is KidLinkServices.com, where you can find more information. Well, that is going to do it for our program today. I want to thank you for being a part of it. And if you missed any part of our uh, program today, check WGNSRadio.com under podcast, tap on Rutherford Issues, or wherever you listen to audio, iTunes, Google, and more.